you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What is up? Welcome to another edition of the NFL Fantasy Live podcast. Me, your man, NG Mark Scran, alongside the Fantasy Hall of Famer, Michael Fabiano, and our man, Graham Barfield. And guys, I don't know, I, I don't rarely start with like random news stories, but I just saw this the other night. I, so I, I, I have to admit this. My girlfriend has me watching TMZ, and Uh-oh. that's not a thing I, I choose to do. But they had an interesting story on the other night. You see the guy in this last place fantasy guy? Who had to put peanut butter on himself and go to a dog park? No. Uh, I that did, sounds. I did not see that. that. That sounds like cruel and unusual punishment. This punishment was, this, for a th- loss. This actually. was his. He was you know the last place guy in his league, and like there's pictures of him like, like naked, nude, nude, like nude, yes, nothing, nude, nothing, with peanut butter all over himself, and he went to a dog park. Okay. Like, this picture like you know there's like three or four dogs like all around him. See Marcus, <laughs> what you made me do now? I gotta look it up. God dang it. <laughs> That was my next question, is it, did he attract, like, a gaggle of dogs? Now, because I'm just reading the story myself as, I, as I'm talking to you about this. Right, it happened in Dallas. He had an option to pay $250 to not do this. Oh. And that's easy. That seems like anyways? an easy, easy business choice. So, like, he, he did this instead of, you know, paying $250 to get out of the punishment. Something uh, very distinct. I feel like some of these leagues are going a little too far. I mean, you know what, though? I, so here's the thing. I mean, because, you know, we always – I know that's a thing we do every August or whatever. We ask people what is their last place punishment, and we get people to send us videos. And they're always usually kind of funny. Um, I don't know. I feel like this is better than getting a tattoo, right? Like <sighs> – Naked. I mean – the shame Smothered of, in peanut butter in a dog park. The shame of this eventually people kind of around. Things, right? The tattoo is there forever. Yeah. The shame is there forever. <laughs> or you could just go to the ATM and get $250 $50 and not and, do it. And be done with that it. That would be me. 
Uh, there's a video on I'm not going there. Uh, yeah, I just feel like that's an easy out. So I don't know. It was just a thing that it caught my eye. It made me laugh. I figured I would share it with you guys uh, this morning. Uh, behind the glass, as always, is our faithful producer, Senior Edward L. Murphy, Esquire. Murph, what's up? On that topic, myself and my friends in one of my main leagues, we always go over which punishment would work out the best. The problem is, though, it's never started yet because mm. we have so it, the, every other person's like, well, I don't want to be the first one to do it. Like we thought <laughs> like the day long bus ride without a phone. We thought of that one before or or taking the SAT or the ACT again with a bunch of high schoolers. See, that one's great. I, I, I think I've heard a lot of good. Yeah. yeah and I've if you finish bottom you. three in the league, if you if you finish with the worst test score, you have to take it again. I'm scared to take the SAT again. I would be oh, scared. Oh, to be awful. Yeah, yeah. I'd be awful. Yeah. I would be petrified. Oh, yeah. well, you know what would be a great punishment and it actually wouldn't be smothering yourself in peanut butter nude is like, dude, if you're the last place, you know, team we already have the whole you have to stand outside in public with a mm-hmm. sign dressed strangely. Like you force them to wear the gear of the team they hate the most and put them out there in the street with a big sign that says, I suck at fantasy football. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. but then you have losers like me who don't care about other teams. <laughs> We're like, you football agnostics, yeah. right? Yeah. Whatever. See, because I'm thinking, because my son is, is, I'm coaching his baseball team, and I told you guys he's playing for the yeah. Red Sox, and we picked up the jerseys last night, and I almost threw up. I, I like they told me like speaking we, of throwing up, Manny actually, Machado getting three. I know. Five. Well, at least it wasn't from oh, the Yankees. Goodness. So, but I, uh, I told the coaches I was like, picture night is tomorrow. I am not wearing Red Sox gear. I will not wear a Red Sox hat. And at the end of the season, assuming we don't have to bring the jerseys back, there will be a burning ceremony where I will put the two jerseys and the hat in the fire. And torch it. You like those angry fans on Twitter, like Antonio no, Brown leading the Steelers. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it, man. The Red Sox stuff. I can't do it. Yeah. Oh little, man. Little league socks gear. We will get to that, by the way. The uh, maybe not the journey, the jersey burning, but certainly uh, <laughs> Antonio Brown. We'll talk that. We'll talk some fantasy wish list stuff and uh, a little bit of the AAF because they're a couple of weeks in now. So uh, kind of some thoughts. I'm in a league. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get to that because that's I, I'm I'm just I'm, I'm intrigued by it. We'll say that. So uh, all that and you know a whole my, lot more. You know who my number one pick was? Uh, we'll find out. Out. Is it Trent Richardson? <laughs> and he's been balling. <laughs> <laughs> he's been balling too. I think he's the number one running back in I that. Think he is actually in PPR right now, and he's averaging like less than three yards a carry. That's man. okay. We'll go. Yeah, we'll get to on that. that later. We'll yeah. get to that in a whole lot more. No, it's it's actually Jaquan Gardner, who is also on my team. I have no idea. How about that? I have no idea who that is. In the meantime, I didn't let's either. do some news. <laughs> The news. Yeah, let's start with Antonio Brown. Watch. He met with Steelers ownership and uh, both sides have agreed that it is time to move on. So last week when we sat here in this room, Antonio Brown had, you know, a la Michael Scott declared free agency, even though the Steelers still you know, have a contract for him. Uh, now it appears that both sides have decided that it is best that they just break up. Um, yeah, which I just kind of wonder, like, do they meet over coffee? Is it like, hey, you know, we had some good times together. Things aren't working out. I feel like I need to see other people. Like, I always wonder how, you know, if Antonio was like, it's not you, it's me. Uh, I'm kind of you know. over this whole thing. Oh, I'm Thank definitely you. over this whole thing. Thank I'm, you. I'm over super it, over this whole thing. God. I mean, he, he comes out and, you know, it's like the, the whole wide receiver diva tag. Boom. Another one, Antonio Brown. And, I mean, you're in a great situation. You're making tons of money. 
let's not well let's not let's You're, not absolve the Steelers completely I mean, of any no, responsibility no, 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 here I get too it, because I get they've it. been pretty awful in this I, situation. I get it. Too. I understand. The, the Steelers are the like the peak and pinnacle of pettiness in the NFL. They right really now. are. Because I mean, there was a news story last week that they're going to tr- maybe try to hold on to Le'Veon Bell and give him the transition tag and, oh, and force him to stay, and then I guess trade him. Like what they're going to do with Antonio Brown? I mean. I don't I'm know, with dude. you though. I'm so tired of it. I'm talking. tired of it, yeah. man. Like, Everyone's gonna spend a lot of time on it. But they're gonna move, they're gonna move. They're but it's big it. because you know, I, I talked about it last week and we had mentioned what team legitimately would go after him in a trade, and the only one that we could think of that maybe his value wouldn't decrease is the Indianapolis Colts, who are flush with salary cap freedom uh coming up this offseason. But we'll talk about the uh twenty nineteen fantasy wish list that yeah. the, uh, uh I've compiled and you guys have added some as well. And there's a team out there that I think would be a very good fit for Antonio Brown, but it wouldn't be a better fit than the one that he's been in throughout his career in Pittsburgh. No, but it's just not going to be better. No, but it won't be as good. No, but he's he's done there, and and they're done with him. I know it's it's, just, it's time to move on. Hey, look, it happens. You know, it was what seven years together. It's so uh, first it was Le'Veon, and now it's uh, Antonio Brown, which and makes me wonder, like. At some point, there's, there's there's something in the building or someone in the building that's yes. kind of forcing this to happen. Hmm. Hmm, I wonder. Does his name rhyme with Schlossmus Burger? Schlossmus Burger? I mean, you, you got to wonder, right? It's the clock, right? The clock. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just something in there's something in that building there that's kind of forcing superstars to say they don't want to be there anymore. Who knows? Uh, Darius Geis. He missed uh, unfortunately all of his rookie season with an injury. Uh, he has been rehabbing. He says, quote, I'm still strong as an ox. Now, that was the thing. I mean, before I knew much about Darius Geis, uh, one of the things I learned about him was that he allegedly picked up a Volkswagen or something. Mm. <laughs> so, I can't do that. I can't do that either. So, which always, to me just reminded me of the original Superman movie uh, when when young Clark Kent lifts a yes, truck off his the truck. Dad. Yep. yep. Uh, right. <laughs> and still the best Superman movie. Uh, Although Superman 2 was also Superman very good. Superman 2 was pretty good superman and yeah. superman 3 gave us the classic line hey look superman is drunk which i thought was just hilarious <laughs> um, uh, wait 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 which one was that that was superman 3 but but the, the four was the quest for peace which was the worst was piece terrible. of garbage ever that one was terrible with john Cryer. and there actually hasn't been a good superman since then that superman returns was superman not good returns was not good and neither one of the two uh well, two henry cavill superman, ones were not superman good. does kind of i know we've kind of gotten down a rabbit hole here that's um, fine anyway. it's the off season yeah super superman they've never really made like a good modern Superman movie. And I feel like that's the one thing that hasn't been rebooted properly. No, it has not. Not at all. Um, so there is, and if you're a superhero nut, Superman 2, there is a uh, a Blu-ray out there. It's the Richard Donner cut. And I think I may have mentioned this yes. to you a couple of years ago. If you love Superman and you've never seen the Superman 2, the Richard Donner cut, you should absolutely go out there and get it. It's really good. It's really, really good. So, anyways, there is Geis. He's super strong, apparently. Uh, he says he's still strong as an ox, and he's expecting to come back and, you know, be very good in what will essentially be his rookie season this year. Um the question for me is, because the, the corollary story is this, Doug Williams says he's not counting out Alex Smith just yet, that he thinks there's a chance Alex Smith could come back and play this season. I think most observers are expecting him to miss the entirety of the year and maybe see if he can make a go of it in 2020. Now, you know, whatever you feel about running backs and running backs don't matter. The question is, though, can Darius Geis be effective 
if there isn't a quarterback there who's at least competent under center, because right now, Washington, they have a major, major hole at the quarterback position. Yeah, they do. And uh, I texted with Darius. We text pretty often, and he's feeling good. He's getting really positive feedback um, with the knee. And I wrote in the article uh, about my offseason fantasy wishes that I kind of hope the Redskins go after a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. Give him a chance to come in there and shine. They have to get a quarterback somewhere. I mean, Case Keenum is is trade bait at this point also. So if Alex Smith can't come back, and to me personally, he's not in my rankings. I don't expect him to come back from that injury in 2019. I hope he does. I hope he does, but it doesn't seem like he would uh, be able to do that. The Redskins got to go out there if they want to be competitive in that division and get a guy like Bridgewater to – he's a young quarterback – and he could sort of bridge the gap between oh, no. I see Smith and whoever else ends up being their franchise quarterback. And who knows, maybe Bridgewater can become that guy. Still a young guy. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, you know, look, I, and, I, and Darius is going to, he's going to ball no matter what. Talent wise, no I don't, matter what. I don't, I don't doubt it. Uh, I just wonder, you know, like they, they don't really have a quarterback last year. Their offensive line was just a yep. shambles. I mean, injuries just killed that group up front. Back to back years. Yep. By the way. Yeah, it's true. Yep. So yeah, other aside too, something about Washington. I don't know if it's the field. I don't know if it's the training. Not only do they have injuries, they have horrific injuries. Yeah. I mean, Robert Griffin III was on top of the world, and then his knee just fell well, apart. Well, that, that field has been notorious for being one of the worst, if not the worst, maintained field in the NFL. They get a ton of rain there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're still... We get a ton of rain here suddenly. We're in Seattle, it seems like. But remember the the playoff game? There was a lot of question marks about whether or not he should have even been out there. And then he heard the it again. was so bad. I mean, so there's, there's just something about because, I mean, guys suffered an injury that wasn't even on their actual playing fields. There's something about the franchise. The, 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 I don't know what it is, but, man, they just, I don't know, they've just wrecked some, some guys in serious ways over the last couple of years. Um, down to Arizona. The offensive line coach for the Arizona Cardinals says that David Johnson's workload will surprise people, that everybody's thinking it's this air raid offense, that they're going to stand back and sling it a whole bunch of times. Speaking of slinging it, uh, Josh Rosen was in a car accident, but apparently he is okay there. Um, I don't know. I mean, they, they say that, the, that you, we will all be surprised by David Johnson's workload. And Graham, for me, the only reason, the only way I would be surprised is if he literally touched it on every single play. <laughs> I mean, that, that's the only thing that would surprise me about it, because right now you look up and down that roster and where else really are they going to go with the football consistently besides David Johnson? I mean, he's coming off 308 touches uh, the year before. Obviously, he went nuclear and had like 370 touches. I mean, I mean, sure. Yeah. He's going to get 300 touches. Thanks for telling me that. <laughs> right. I appreciate it. <laughs> I, like, I don't know what the shock is. I mean, maybe- I mean, unless they find a way to get Antonio Brown. What? I mean, yeah, sure. Of course. I, I mean, I don't know. Maybe- I would like to see way more than 76 targets next year. That's for sure. Let, let, let's bump, bump into that whole mess. If Antonio Brown goes to the Cardinals, which I believe they were one of the favorites I mean, to acquire his services. How bad does his value sag? With a second-year quarterback in Josh Rosen under center. Oh, I don't know. Or boy. does he just get 180 targets? <laughs> you know, because, like, Larry Fitzgerald is likely on his last go-around with this team. I mean, sure, there's David Johnson there, but... If A.B. goes to a spot where he can, like, get a literal 
literal buttload of targets. Yeah, which could but be Arizona. I don't. I, yeah, he won't score double digit touchdowns in Arizona. But if he gets 180 targets, then sure, I'll sign sign me back up in the that second would, round. That would that would scare yeah, the yeah. pants I, off I, of me. I don't know. I mean, I think I think the he's still Antonio Brown. He's still Antonio Brown. He's still. Like, I get it. You know, I mean, the target share would be there. You go from Ben Roethlisberger in that offense to Josh Rosen and a head coach who yeah. has zero. NFL experience in that position, um, uh, AB might end up being, or wait, no, he's not AB anymore. He's Big Chest. Is that it? Mr. Big Chest. Mr. Big Chest? Mm-hmm. Did you miss that, Marcus? You I look did. lost. I totally missed Mr. that. Mr. Big Chest. That's think, what he wants to be called. I think on his Instagram now. story yesterday, he said instead of being called AB, which is an unbelievable nickname that you should never mess with, he wants to be called Mr. Big Chest. That's just, I just, my only wish for Antonio Brown is that he does away with this blonde mustache thing. Yeah, like, it's just, <laughs> you know what? It, it's it's like a permanent milk mustache, right? It's like it's like the kid, you know, when you were growing up, everybody knew that kid that kind of had the Kool-Aid ring around his mouth like the whole time. Like, that's sort of what it looks like. It looks unwashed. Like, mm-hmm. dog, do something. Shave it off. Just let it let it go back to its natural color something because it just, it looks, it looks. Yeah, cool. well, Mr. Big Chest won't be so big time for me in my fantasy rankings if he ends up in Arizona. I can oh, tell you that. We will certainly find out. And that is Shots pretty much fired. pretty much everything you need to know. <laughs> Well, that was the news. You know, Robinhood is an investing app that lets you buy and sell stocks, ETFs, options, and cryptos all commission-free. While other brokerages charge up to $10 for every trade, Robinhood doesn't charge any commission fees, so you can trade stocks and keep all of your profits. Plus, there's no account minimum deposit needed to get started, so you can start investing at any level. The simple, intuitive design of Robinhood makes investing easy for newcomers and experts alike. View easy-to-understand charts and market data and place a trade in just four taps on your smartphone. One, two, three, four. It's pretty easy. Uh, You can also view stock collections such as the 100 most popular. With Robinhood, you can learn how to invest in the market as you build your portfolio, discover new stocks, track your favorite companies, and get custom notifications for price movements so you never miss the right moment to invest. Robinhood is giving listeners of NFL Fantasy Live a free stock like Apple, Ford, or Sprint to help build your portfolio. You can sign up at nflive.robinhood.com. All right. It is time to unveil our wish list. Fabs, you put together a wish list for yourself for fantasy in 2019. Everybody can go and find that at nfl.com slash Fabiano. And uh, you put it, what, I think you had about what, eight or ten. Ten. Ten yeah. on your list. Yep. Um, so a few of them here. Uh, one we've talked about, Le'Veon Bell to the Colts. Um, yeah. Which you know they have, they have the money to do it. They have I don't more know they money have available than anybody. They do. They've got the most money left in, in the salary cap currently. I don't know that they have a need right now because I mean I I like Marlon Mack and he's 22 and is going to be way cheaper than uh, than Le'Veon Bell. But they certainly have the the space to go out and do it if that's what they wanted to do. Um, Mark Ingram to the Ravens, though, was one that was interesting to me because mm. Baltimore has been struggling to find consistency at running back for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously, Mark Ingram is in a situation. I don't know that Sean Payton has ever liked Mark Ingram. Even well, when he had that he great did year. He in 2017, maybe a little bit, and that was it. Like, and, and as a fantasy community, we need to understand. Kamara and Ingram, that whole thing needs to be done. We, it was nice two seasons ago. Last season, it was a disaster. You bring him to Baltimore. You make him your featured back. 
Gus Edwards did fine. He he's one dimensional. Kenneth Dixon is, is not durable, and he's had some off the field issues. You bring in Mark Don't Ingram, smirch Kenneth Dixon, veteran <laughs> presence behind Lamar Jackson, a second year quarterback, and that offense is going to just run it and run it and run it some more with Roman there calling the shots. This is a guy who loves to run the football. It's a perfect marriage for the offense that they're going to be building in Baltimore. Put Ingram in there and he suddenly would be back on that RB2 radar. I like the fit, but can I take this another way? Sure. What? So let's say Mark Ingram does leave New Orleans, right? Mm -hmm. Is Alvin Kamara back in that conversation for number one overall? Because I'd do it. I'd consider it. Depending on if the Saints add some other running back who could potentially put a dent in, but no, yes. Yeah, let's say Mark Ingram walks. The the, the Saints do nothing else with their running back position other than get some backup. We remember what Kamara did yeah. Before Ingram was was back in that, that, fi- that maybe final year of Breeze, I mean, it's I all, think I could do it. It's all fun and games until Taysom Hill's taking your goal line. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so happened. Uh, but no, I I do think if if Mark Ingram is not in New Orleans, I do think he that Alvin Kamara is going to seriously be in that conversation. I mean, I think you'll find people out there who will probably make that argument. Yep. Now, yep. even with Mark were, Ingram. Well, now that I'm thinking about it, there were people making it last year, too. I mean, that he, was with Mark Ingram being suspended for the first four games. And Kamara, I mean, he scored like, what, 27 PPR points per game or yeah. something like that in the first four weeks? Top five in back-to-back seasons, too, in yeah. PPR. So, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Mark, Mark Ingram to the Ravens would be interesting, especially, you know, look, they are obviously building that offense around Lamar Jackson and what he can do there. And, you know, I don't know how much... You know, everybody's favorite three letters, RPO, are going to come you know, and be involved in that offense. But I think getting Mark Ingram involved and getting him in a situation where basically he's not looking over his shoulder and coming off the field every couple of plays because there's somebody else there. If he's in Baltimore, we know he is going to be the lead running back in that offense. Yep. Uh, Golden Tate. To the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, these are it wishes. Work, it didn't work in Philly, obviously. I know, but, I mean, Randall Cobb's a free agent. Uh, the Packers threw the ball, I think they were uh, in the top 10 in terms of targeting slot receivers this past season. So that would really put me uh, put me on, on the Golden Tate bandwagon, catching passes from Aaron Rodgers. They do have some really good young players at the position there too, but you bring in Golden Tate and suddenly his, his potential to be a guy who catches 80 passes is right back in let's, the mix. Let's get Aaron Rodgers some yak. I'm all for this. I've seen that. I mean, that's the biggest part because that's yeah. obviously where Golden Tate excels is yards after catch. Mm-hmm. Um, Since 2013, was, he leads all receivers in yak. And I just, man, like, I feel like even as great as Devontae Adams was last year, like having Golden Tate, having that other option potentially makes him that much better next yeah. year. And the Packers were, were fifth, actually, in uh, targets of the slot. Wow. Position. Yeah, well, they had MVS, and I mean, Randall Cobb yep. was healthy for a little bit. Jimmy Graham played a little slot, so it makes sense. And let's be honest, too. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he's not a spring chicken. If they want to, if they want to get him back to a Super Bowl, they need to put some some weapons around him. I think you've got a good young running back in Aaron Jones, who Malafleur is certainly going to utilize, hopefully feature um, something Mike McCarthy didn't do uh, until it was too late this past season. You bring in a guy like Golden Tate, you pair him with Devontae Adams, you've got MVS, you've got some some good young wide receivers there, uh, Equinemius, St. Brown also, and suddenly that Packers offense could be running on all cylinders once again, and Randall Cobb, I, I don't believe, will be back in a Green Bay Packers uniform, so why not replace him with a player who's better? and can make that offense even more dynamic. Obviously, as you mentioned, this is just a wish list. We're not projecting. We don't know of anything. But, man, I'm just thinking, Golden State and Green Bay, 
makes Jimmy Graham like super expendable. Right, like I mean, not, not Jimmy that, Graham made not Jimmy Graham Jimmy, expendable. Not that Jimmy Graham did all that much this past year. I mean, that was you want to talk about a swing and a miss because I was huge on Jimmy Graham. Figuring, all right, you know, he's going to, to, to Green Bay. He's got a great uh-huh. quarterback. This is the tight end the Packers have been looking for for years. And yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> it just didn't happen. Everybody, Jimmy Graham only saw eight red zone targets last year. That's he saw twenty four. In Hell, Seattle the year before. I, I think I projected him for eight touchdowns That's last insane. season. Yeah, well, what, came up short. What, what, <laughs> very. Extremely. Goodness gracious. Yeah. Man, that, uh, yeah, that, that was a swing and a miss. Um, a couple of rookies on your wish list, which, by the way, uh, Graham and I will be in Indianapolis. Uh, Fabs, I know you, are, you, have, you have prior commitments, so you will not be there. But yes. uh, we will be in Indianapolis for the Combine coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh, so, I, I don't know. I've, ne- I've never been to Steak and Shake. I hear it's big out there. You've if, never been to Steak and Shake. There's no Steak and Shake in California. Right, that, well, that's the it. first thing we're doing. So, that's what I'm saying. So, I'm kind of looking forward to Steak and Shake. Um, so, if somebody wants to, you know point me in the direction of and what apparently the, steak on the menu is there are a lot of good steakhouses there too right and it's right but cold so make sure you bring some warm clothes. i will you know i bring all, i'll probably have to bring all of my clothes because being right. in california i don't really have but, winter stuff i mean i have found myself in the last week or two complaining because i'm spoiled about how cold it is here well i mean look it's it, like 10 degrees colder than it should be at this time of the season it's gonna rain again today it's gonna rain tomorrow it did get below freezing a couple days ago in los angeles like overnight on, so man. uh yeah you know every now and then we get we get winterish <laughs> winterish that's when a good way to put winter-ish. it um so josh jacobs running back from alabama um you were wishing him to the tampa bay buccaneers because Obviously, Ronald Jones was... That didn't work out. That didn't work out at all yep. uh, last year. I'm and not on the Peyton Barber Peyton, bandwagon. Look, look, bless Peyton Barber. He he ran hard. He yep. did what he could. But at the end of the day, like yeah, Peyton Barber is not the guy you're going to build your running game around. So it means the Bucks pretty much are in the market right now for a running back. Um, Josh Jacobs possibly could be their guy. There. Yeah. I mean, e- even last season, while on a timeshare with, you know, Damian Harris, he averaged 5.3 yards per carry, had 11 rushing touchdowns, had 20 catches. And then you bring in the Bruce Arians factor. He's coached six top 20 PPR running backs, including most recently David Johnson, Richard Mendenhall. You remember him and Willie wow. Parker oh, yeah. back in the day. Uh, he's also coached nine running backs who've had at least 30 plus catches in a single season. So that Tampa Bay could end up being, I mean, you talk about like the Dolphins being sort of a fantasy wasteland. Uh, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense could be a virtual fantasy theme park. I mean, this thing could be ridiculous for fantasy owners where there is going to be points scored uh, hand over fist. And if they added a guy like Josh Jacobs, and now no one's really that shy about drafting rookie running backs highly in fantasy leagues anymore because we've seen so many success stories over the last three seasons, four seasons. So Jacobs could be a guy if he ends up in the right spot. Tampa Bay could be the right spot. He could end up being a top 20 or top 30 pick. I've been wanting the Bucks to take a running back early just for the sole reason for so many years, and they finally did it, but it was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, man. I, I mean, they drafted. Yeah, well, yeah they, they, draft, they drafted poorly. Uh, I mean, if it makes you guys feel any better, uh, three NFL analysts have the Bucks taking Josh Jacobs at five. Mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah, Chad Reuter. And our own Maurice Jones-Drew. Hmm, the Bucks, go. the Bucks can't stop the pass on defense. Let's take a running back. <laughs> That'll help. <laughs> uh, I do think it's funny though that you know a running back MJD 
has a running back. Of course. In the top five. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, and if like, Jacobs were from UCLA, he'd probably be, oh, the he'd be the number one. He'd be the number one overall pick. Mm-hmm. You know, forget Nick Bosa. We're going to go John. We're going to go yeah. Josh Jacobs at, the, at number one. Um, Kyler Murray, who we talked a little bit about last week and who you're going to hear about a ton between now and the start of the draft. Uh, you you're uh, you're wishing him. Down south, you you want him to take his talents to South Beach. I do. I'd love. I I would really love to see that. Now, there's talk. You're going to hear about it in any analyst sort of look at him that he's a little bit undersized. But we've seen shorter quarterbacks thrive in the NFL in the past, in the present. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, and if he goes to Miami, where reports are that Ryan Tannehill's tenure with that team probably going to be over sooner rather than later, would immediately be given an opportunity to be the guy and. And Graham, you know, we talked about it last week. I've talked about it forever. Running quarterbacks are gold in fantasy football. See Lamar Jackson. See Robert Griffin III. See Russell Wilson. See Cameron Jarrell Newton. Um, we we you have. Should leave Josh Allen. See out. Vince right. Young. <laughs> You're gonna leave Josh see Allen jo- out of this. <laughs> well, jo- I mean, well, those guys all finished in the top ten their rookie seasons uh, at the quarterback position. So you get him in there with an opportunity. And this is a guy who rushed for just over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns in his final collegiate season, uh, who is a better passer than Lamar Jackson was coming out of Louisville, who is a more, he's got a stronger arm, uh, accurate on those short throws as well. So if you give him an opportunity, and, and Graham, I remember you said this last, mm-hmm. this kid could come in and make a fantasy impact yep. right away, right away. And Miami is one of the teams that could potentially allow him an opportunity to do that. Yeah. I mean, Kyler Murray is just a ridiculous runner. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's so I'm looking at the, the projections for him and they're sort of all over the place. In fact, uh, let's see. Well, Daniel DJ and Bucky actually have him going last in the first round to the Patriots at 32, which I'm sure that, you know, no one out there. See, I get, the thing is, though, like teams are nuts when it comes to quarterbacks who have potential, well, uh, you know, dynamic which, guys like this. Like somebody's going to trade up or why he's sort of all over the map and all these projections. Sure, I mean, sure. Lance Zerline has him at four to the Raiders. MJD's got him at seven to the Jags. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chad Reuters got him at 10 to the Broncos. And, you know, so I don't know. He can come and maybe steal Joe Flacco's new gig. Uh, Charlie Castley does have him going to the Dolphins at 13. Now, I knew I liked Charlie. Now, obviously, we have no idea what's going to happen in terms of trades and, and all that sort of thing. So, you know, th- this order as we know it right now may not be the order by the time we mm-hmm. get to draft day. But uh, right now, Kyler Murray is very much a wild card, but somebody is going to take a chance on him yep. in the first round. I think we can we can believe that. Uh, Graham, you had a wish for your wish list here. Yeah. I, shout out to Matt Harmon. I want his boy, John Brown, to go to the Browns. I want John Brown to go to a place where we can conceivably put him on a team mm-hmm. where he can lift the lid every single week, not have to fall back into Lamar Jackson and the, the Ravens run heavy offense. I want John Brown to go to a team that he can, uh, he can excel. And I think the Browns Eagles Packers, I like John Brown for the Packers too. Mm-hmm. Um, all makes sense. I mean, last year with Joe Flacco at the controls, Brown averaged a career high 67 yards per game. Had nearly 18 yards per reception, led the NFL in deep targets, 20-plus yards downfield. Um, he's still only 29. We maybe have a couple more good years where he's still got all of that juice. Seems like he's finally over the sickle cell um, thing um, and, and not having any reoccurring hamstring issues. It's great to see. 
Uh, yeah, he, want, I, the Browns need a lid lifter. I want to see ba- Baker Mayfield <laughs> with a proper deep threat that's not named Rashad Perriman. He was on uh, pace to have a career season, and then when Lamar Jackson yeah. took over, I mean, his stats just disintegrated. Everybody died. Yeah, I mean, it just it, yeah. it was it was much like a you know a Thanos boom. It just fell apart. All the stats of all the pass catchers in Baltimore, they all they all perished. Yeah, it just it just didn't quite didn't quite work out. Uh, for me, and we sort of touched on it earlier, I just want the Cardinals to get a number one receiver. And maybe that is Antonio Brown because there aren't there really aren't any in free agency. Um, I know this the the wide receiver draft class is interesting, but I don't know that there are any just immediate impact wide receivers that are going to come into the NFL from the draft this year. So maybe it is that the Cardinals go out and do something bold and they bring in Antonio Brown because, you know, look, I, I really thought Josh Rosen in in the draft last year was the most ready the most polished i agree with you um it didn't obviously it didn't necessarily show itself on the field but i felt like he was the most ready yeah if you get him get him some help get him an offensive line that can protect him get him uh you know they they can't keep running larry fitzgerald out there and asking him to save that offense because as great as he's been obviously this is the end of the road for him they've got to do something to get uh david johnson more involved but getting him just a consistent weapon that he can throw the football to uh, helps. I don't know that Charles Clay is that answer. Um, <laughs> so do something bold out in the, out in the I, desert. Man. I will say the Cardinals have basically signed every single free agent that is uh, available. <laughs> they kind of have. noticed that. I mean, they, they, they've I think they've made four or five signings already. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they have no other option. And free right? agency hasn't even opened officially yet. Uh. By the way, I'm with you on Rosen. I think he was he was pretty easily. I thought the most ready too. I mean, he was the most polished. You know, I don't know, especially as a pocket passer at UCLA. I mean, right. a lot of the stuff that he did inside of the pocket, I thought would translate immediately. And then obviously he was thrown into the stone where situation behind right. a terrible offensive line. No, I thought, I mean, I thought there were guys in the draft with higher ceilings. I mean, I think, you know, Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, I think some of those guys had higher ceilings, Agreed. but in just, if I, if you were looking for a guy that you could plug in day one uh, and have that guy start, I thought Josh Rosen was going to be your guy. So now if you're the Cardinals, you got to take advantage of that. Obviously, that's partially why Cliff Kingsbury is there, but you, you also got to bring in some talent around him uh, and help that work out. Um, AAF, the American, was it American Alliance of Football or the Alliance of American Football? Yes. Okay. So the latter. Yes. There it is. Uh, so they're two weeks in. I will say this. I, I watched a little bit. I watched most of one game last Saturday. I think it was Salt Lake and Birmingham that I watched. The... One thing that I found myself saying more than anything else was, that guy's in this league? I mean, it's <laughs> like every couple of plays, they'd make it, they'd announce a name. I'm like, wow, that, that guy's in this league? There's a bunch of those. Huh, interesting. Yep. Um, are either of you guys playing in AAF Fantasy League? Yep. Uh, Todd Mossberg, one of our esteemed producers here at uh, NFL Fantasy Live, sent out the, uh, a group text and said, hey, who wants to get in? I'm like, hell yeah, man, I'll get in. You know, <laughs> I'm doing a fantasy basketball league now. That's all I've got going on. And so I said, yeah, why not? I, I will I will gladly draft a bunch of players, most of which I have never heard of. And so I ended up with the first overall pick and I drafted Trent Richardson. And it's looked pretty good so far. He's uh, his yards per rush is, is awful. Wait, you're telling me he's Trent Richardson still? But so he's, like he's, well, he's scoring touchdowns, oh. which is which has been good. I also got Jaquan Gardner, who is coming off of a huge game uh, for San Diego, the fleet. And um, I, I, it's hard to pay a lot of attention to it. Now, 
I don't know about you guys. You know, I know you're both involved in relationships. I'm involved in relationship. Once the NFL season is over, my girlfriend needs a break from football. And so if I start watching too much of this, of this AAF, I mean, that's going to be grounds for the, the relationship ending because baseball season is coming and I need to know that I, she knows that when the Yankees are on, I'm watching them. So you got to be. I would like to be able to watch a little bit more of this, but I also would like to keep my relationship intact. You've got to be able to smell the roses, and right. I use the off season to smell the roses. Right, and that's see, that's kind of my thing too. Is that like I watched a little bit of it. I watched a little bit too. Yeah, and yeah, I mean it was cool. It's entertaining. It is entertaining, and it's it it's is great to have football in February, football in, in February, yep. in March, and maybe you know, and maybe I shouldn't say this because I know that you know NFL Network is carrying some of the, yep. these games, but it's like, yeah, after twenty some odd weeks of locking in for the NFL, like. I'm not necessarily going to be all in well, it's not on e- watching this. It's not even that for, for us, really. I mean, yes, we have to lock in for 20 weeks. But, I mean, we're all here in July, right? Like, Dude. working full time. Right. Yeah, like, man. Making, making sure our <laughs> fantasy projections and, and we're giving the best draft advice. So, really, for us, we're locking in for like eight months. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, all right, it, it, I, I always reward myself in, after the Super Bowl with like just yeah. some time off and going to travel. So, I'm with you. But I'll say this. Two things about the AAF. Uh, first and foremost... I'm all in on all of the logos and team names. Okay. I think they're all fantastic. Okay. Yeah, they're pretty good, right? Uh, they're all really good. Um, really, really like all the logos. Secondly, this kind of goes back to college football and, and a large part of the reason why I don't think a lot of the majority of college football outside of the top like 60 teams is watchable. Mm-hmm. Quarterback play is terrible. Yeah, I've noticed that. <laughs> it's really, really The bad. little bit I watched. I mean, Garrett, I Gilbert, the... Garrett Gilbert can play a little bit. Um but other than that, it's it's. I mean, it's really hard. Like Logan Woodside can play a little too, but it, yeah, I, I look. At, I mean, it's going to be an interesting thing to kind of keep track of mm-hmm. and see how things progress. I, I mean, think, I suspect we'll see a handful of guys come and make it out of this league and, and show up in the NFL. I mean, similar to the XFL. If if nothing else, we get to see Charles Johnson, Rashad Ross, those guys who we were once like mm-hmm. really high really on this fantasy, fantasy sleep. Zach Stacy remember- is balling. It's funny because like you know we have a, the Dynasty League in the office, and Zach Stacy was a guy that I drafted uh, a few years back. And I'm thinking, wow, yeah, now he's now he's in this uh, this alliance league and um, he's doing really well. The thing that makes me laugh about this league, though. So uh, you, you remember you remember uh, uh, our, our pal uh, from from back in the day um, who was the the big time Penn State. You know who I'm talking oh, our about? Friend, uh, our pal Chris Law. Chris Law. And he was like all over Christian Hackenberg when he got drafted by the Jets in he the second was, round. He was basically a Penn and State honk. Every, yes. And, <laughs> Supreme. And everyone was killing him on social media. You know, we were having a lot of fun with him. And Hackenberg stinks in this league, too. I mean, he's bad, man. Sometimes it just is what it is. Yes. So I got, but I got to ask you because you drafted a team, did you go in with a draft strategy? Did you have, I mean, I picked guys who I had heard of (laughs) first and then there were actually fantasy alarm, uh, kudos to them, had some draft rankings, believe it or not. But uh, Pro Football Focus also had some draft hey, rankings. Yes. I know people have so, done stuff. I mean, look, and by the way, shout out to Evan Silva because he's doing a full on matchups column yeah. every single week. I, while we're on the subject, I, we've got to give the fantasy community a massive shout out here because they have really kind of taken They've this embraced thing, this thing. embraced it. Um, I've certainly not been one of those people for that reason that Marcus and I just talked about. I got to smell the roses a little bit. But look. I think that this can work. The NFL has long, long, long needed a 
uh, a developmental my, yeah developmental minor league yeah. type of type of team. My only concern, and I'm sure. I mean, this is kind of the elephant in the room, right? Like the Carolina Hurricanes owner, Tom Dundon. You guys hear about this? Yeah, they that had was not a good. That's two hundred and fifty million dollars two look. weeks in. They couldn't pay their players after week. That was not a good look. So, yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, that's it's extremely expensive to run sports leagues. Yeah, right. Extremely. Yeah. Well, so. I mean, and and what's you know what's coming too, right? In a few seasons, the XFL's coming. XFL's coming the too. XFL. The XFL. <laughs> That's coming back, so now you're really going to start to see talent sort of thinned out outside of the NFL rosters, right? Because you're going to have XFL. You're going to maybe this league is still in yeah. existence. Maybe it's not. We'll see what happens. But um, if the X, I will be playing fantasy XFL. I can guarantee you that. Why not? Why? I mean, I'm just going to have fun with it this year. I'm having fun with it. I'm not paying a whole heck of a lot of attention um, because, as you guys said, off season uh, relationships sort of. Stand real, in the balance. Real life, right. right? Real life comes at you hard when I'm not working during the uh, NFL season. I'm, I'm Mr. Mom. I got to take Matthew to school. I got to pick him up. I got to coach his baseball team. I got to take him to guitar lessons. By the way, I'm taking guitar lessons. That's a hard instrument to learn. It is a man. difficult instrument. I'm, I'm about a month in. I dig it. Yeah. Um, it's fun, but it, it is a hard instrument to learn. But uh, going back to the point, I don't really watch a lot of it, but I'm having fun watching the players statistically and sort of how my team is doing the, I, like literally like there was a guy that I drafted uh Akram Wadley Akram Wadley Akram, Akram yeah. Wadley eight catches this past week had had a monster game in PPR 18th and I'm like hey so I'm picking up on some guys who I maybe wouldn't have heard of yeah. otherwise but I, I'm not you know you're, you know I'm not you're, 100% he was in. a baller at Iowa though yeah you, I was just about to say you know you're a DJ and when you know, immediately hear the name you're like yeah he went to Iowa hey, he was a baller at Iowa <laughs> Man, I've, I've, I've got a dude his I got a name, problem it's Akram or Akram Akram I've got, I've got a Malachi I've got a Malachi last, Dupree no Malachi Jones who Malachi actually Jones. is coming off a big game and then I've got another guy his last name is Hyman Okay. I got I got all kinds of odd names going on. <laughs> yeah, I, I've got a bunch of them, and and I've got a Jaquan who is just lighting it up for me. Oh, I'm sorry, Matt. If Malachi Dupree's listening, I'm, I apologize. He's in, <laughs> he's in the Arizona Cardinals practice. Okay, there, there you go. go. Sorry. He's in the league. Apologies yep. to Malachi Dupree. Uh, Eddie, are you have you watched in the AAF? I was going to say a couple of things. The one, it's a great point that uh, that Graham you brought up with the quarterback play because I love college football Saturdays as much as NFL Sundays, and I'm thinking like there are so many quarterbacks that I watch on Saturdays who you know in the NFL they might get a six seventh round pick, they might have a cup of coffee, they might be on a practice squad. So like those guys who are tearing up on Saturdays, why wouldn't they just naturally go to a place they could play in and showcase as opposed to being on a practice squad and just being buried in a depth chart? That to me is an interesting thing the the thing i'll say too about this league is it's great to have on in the background it's just not something like an nfl game where you're gonna uh call up your buddy and be like let's plan hey, let's, let's go to Sunday such and such bar around and <laughs> that's the only thing but everything else about it like the the team names the the uniforms the, the cities they picked um there are some games that guys i remember from the league like so it's it's gonna it's a, it's a slow build but i think people ultimately like it's a pretty warm reception so far they did an unbelievable job final point picking the cities yeah. because obviously atlanta has as a team but birmingham memphis orlando san antonio uh, where's the where's the team in arizona playing i don't know off the top is it I Honestly, don't know actually where the where the hot shots are playing. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, Salt Lake, San. All mm-hmm. those teams don't have teams in. Sorry, San Diego. Eddie, is your girlfriend <laughs> you know a sports fan? Yes. Uh, yeah. Because I said with yeah, all the all the yes. stuff that you're watching, and if you're watching any of this too, I mean. That, that's I, that's a winner, I, my uh, friend. That's a winner. No, I don't. I don't. Me, I live with my roommate too, who also works in sports, and uh, along with my girlfriend, we don't really 
we've had it on the background, like in between stuff. But I, I'm I'm how you guys are, where you're, you're locked in with the NFL for X amount of months, and then you're mm-hmm. and then you're out. I'm more uh, even during the season. It's like if I'm not watching a game, I'm at it. Like I just working in sports makes me want to watch everything but sports. Like people are like, oh, did you watch that Thirty for Thirty? Mm-hmm. Did you watch mm-hmm. that uh, that documentary on this? Did you? I'm like, uh, I don't. I can't. Got, watch by, by the way, speaking of that, the uh, I think it was the HBO documentary on Nick Bonacani is excellent. I, I mean, I, I flipped that. Excellent. I came I, in the middle of it, so I have you're, to you're, you're a youngster, so you don't remember the days of Bonacani and Len Dawson hosting the HBO show, which was appointment watching. It was great every single week inside the NFL. The, and he picked the Dolphins every week. I, I know. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> like every single week, he picked the that, Dolphins. If you're a big sports fan, um, regardless if you like the Dolphins or not, a really, uh, it, it's, a, it's just an amazing story, very sad at times. Um, but but well worth a watch. Uh, last thing about well, two things about the AAF. One, uh, the Arizona Hotshots are playing in Phoenix. They're uh, playing okay. in Sun Devil Stadium. Right. Okay, sharing it with Arizona State. Mm-hmm. Uh, and shout out to Cynthia Freeland who actually is doing uh, some good stuff. I know Alex Flanagan the, uh, too, who I love to see. Alex was here at the NFL Network when I started a million years ago, and it's great to see her doing that. They had Rod Woodson on. They had Terrell Davis on there too. Cynthia's kicking ass doing that too. So the only thing the AAF is really missing is like a basically the NFL's version of beat like all the beat writers. We have that'll like, come a million beat if, writers for each. If 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 this if thing survives. takes off, if it survives, you'll start to get that. I mean, dude, you can't even not, find not right box scores. It's so hard to find box scores. Like Mossy was like I, I can't find any sites that have like legit box scores. But now we have a GSIS feed. They don't have it uh, they don't have it on the on the website. They don't have box scores? Uh I'm looking. Go and look. I'm looking. It's difficult. And the uh, app, you can you go, go and actually watch the game with no sound and no commentary. Wow. But That's there's no box score. Mm. I would have liked to there's have no that life when Phil scoring. Sims was calling games. Fantasy Alarm, I think, does it. Interesting. Kudos to them again. You are correct. I'm not finding any box score. It is hard to find That's, stats. Uh, yes. who, who has... Oh, but, oh, wait. Here we go. That's the subject. Wait. Nope. No. Oh, yep. There we go. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of digging, but uh, they, okay. they do exist. It's they tough. do exist. You just got to go dig it's for tough. it. It's tough. So there you go. Uh, so the AAF, week three, coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, should be interesting. Check your local listings for uh, times and networks and all that kind of stuff anyway that's it we are all done we appreciate you listening as always uh, just a reminder like i said in a couple weeks uh, we'll be out in indianapolis so uh, come find us if you are in the indie area so there you go uh tell two friends to tell two friends rate review and remember you can live to be 100 if you want to give up all the things that make you want to live to be 100 we'll see you next week You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish spring body wash and bar soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. 
Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time and range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.